Pastor Jason Warren Griffiths. I'm glad everybody's here. Hopefully you've been greeted by somebody and somebody's looked you in the eye and said, welcome. I got a couple announcements for us. One of them is this One Voice event. It's a citywide, the churches are getting together to worship over at The Crossing this Thursday, August 22nd, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And I think it's amazing. I was at the last event and, uh, last year, and phenomenal. It's really good for the church to get together. Last-minute decision on where there's, they're pulling together a choir for this. So if, it, if you're a choir-type person and you want to be a part of this one-time choir event that sings on the 22nd, there is a rehearsal this afternoon at 2 p.m. at St. James. Anglican Church out on the peninsula. Does everybody, did everybody who sings in choir hear that? It isn't anymore? Yeah, yeah. I think it's technically a peninsula at that point, but I'm not sure. I don't know if the water's on both sides. I think it is because Lido Island wouldn't be an island if there wasn't water on that side, you know? But I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a geography guy. What, does anybody else have any announcements? Well, that's wonderful. That means we get more time to worship. I'm excited everybody's here. If I haven't already said that, why don't we stand up and greet one another? Oh, it, there is one more announcement. Pass those fellowship pads at some point. There's those little things on the sides. Anyway, let's greet each other in the name of the Lord. All right, that's enough loving each other. That's enough fellowship. Please remain standing for this morning's call to worship. Please, please stand if you are able. It's Jim. Sorry. Came off, did it? I did rattle loose another announcement. If, you're part, if you have a student, if you know of a student, Student Ministries is going to harvest on Friday. And so just meet here at the church at 4.30. Harvest is just a, yeah, if you don't know what that is, I don't know, look it up on the World Wide Web. Let's, uh, let's hear from God's Word. And that's actually the text for this morning, for this, this morning's call to worship. Please quiet your hearts. And listen to the word of God. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh. Stir up your might and come save us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful Holy Spirit we draw together this morning at this your kingdom of God outpost and we cry on behalf of our brothers and sisters and some of us in here cry on behalf of ourselves come and save us and all God's people said Amen 
I don't know, I just had to get that in there for some reason. You may be seated. And at this time, uh, I would ask the kids if you would like to run off to your incredible celebratory situations. This is going to become adults only. Um, <laughs> you're welcome to stay, but this is the time for the kids. There's no children's message today, so. Hosanna, 
Better is one day. Better is one day. Better is one day than thousands of sin. Better is one day. Better is one day. Better is one day than thousands of sin. Better is one day. Better is one day. Better is one day for the thousands of sweat. Better is one day. Better is one day. Better is one day for the thousands of sweat. Better is one day. Better is one day. Better is one day for the thousands of sweat. Sing it out, come on. Better is one day, better is one day, your house, better is one day, thousands elsewhere, 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 thousands elsewhere. Thousands of
heart becomes free and my shame is undone in your presence Lord Holy Spirit you are welcome here come flood this place and fill the atmosphere your glory your presence, Lord, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Jesus said, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find. We come this morning seeking and asking God's forgiveness. Because of our faith in Christ, we come in confidence, trusting we will find God's mercy. Would you pray the prayer of confession with me? Eternal God, in whom we live and move and have our being, whose face is hidden from us by our sins, and whose mercy we forget in the blindness of our hearts. Cleanse us from all our offenses and deliver us from proud thoughts and vain desires, that with reverent and humble hearts we may draw near to you, confessing our faults, confiding in your grace, and finding in you our refuge and strength. Through Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. In John's Gospel, Jesus said, I will certainly not reject anyone who comes to me. God forgives all who come confessing their sin. We welcome that hope, and it is because of this that I can give you the assurance 
that in Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Please stand. Thank you very much for blessing us this morning. That was amazing. We're continuing in our psalm series, uh, summer playlist at the end of the summer. And so far we've, we've learned the, through the psalmist 
Give thanks. Get lost. We've been, we've, we've been invited to get lost in the love of God. We've been told last week, don't forget about God. And choose the right way. Not do the right thing. Not, not do the wrong thing. Choose the right way. This week we're going to be studying a psalm of lament. And I quote, I begin our sermon with a quote from a, a worship leader named Michael Gunger. And he tweeted this a little while ago and he said, approximately 70% of the psalms are laments. Approximately 0% of the top 150 CCLI songs, which are songs sung most in churches, are laments. And hymn followers, or hymn, the, the hymn people, I think you're guilty too. Because <laughs> a lot of the hymn people, the first thing that they go off and back, all those are those contemporary worshipers. My wife and I, I we, we narrowed down to It Is Well is one of the, 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 the only laments that I catch us singing. I think the people that have it right are the gospel songs. Now, does everybody know what lament means? I looked it up. It's a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. And its synonyms are wail, moan, groan, weeping, crying, sob. I'd never heard this one. Keening. I'll try and use that in a sentence this week. My favorite is howl. Howl. I think we as a church, both this local outpost and church capital C, We're guilty of involuntarily preaching a message. If you come to church, slap a smile on. Fake it. And I think that's one of our biggest offenses. And so this morning, we're going to look at this lament and hopefully learn a little bit about how to lament. It's interesting that before I was even hired, it was on the schedule that we were going to end this service with a time of a, a service of healing and wholeness where you can receive prayer from a pastor. I think it's interesting how God weaves all this stuff together. Amen? Let's turn our Bibles to Psalm chapter 80. I'm going to read the first two verses and then skip down and read 8 through 19. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. You who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh. Stir up your might and come save us. Verse 8. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. It took deep root and filled the land. 
The mountains were covered with its shade, the mighty cedars with its branches. It set out its branches to the sea, and it shoots to the river. Why then have you broken down its walls, so that all who pass along the way pluck its fruit? The boar from the forest ravages it, and all that move in the field feed on it. Turn again. Turn again, O God of hosts. Look down from heaven and see. Have regard for this vine, the stock that your right hand planted. They have burned it with fire. They have cut it down. May they perish at the rebuke of your countenance. But let your hand be upon the one at your right hand, the one whom you made strong for yourself then we will never turn back from you. Give us life, and we will call on your name. Restore us, O Lord, God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, we're going to start off with, we're going to do some theology. We're going to study this text And look at the God of this text. What do we learn about God? First, we get a picture of God as a shepherd. If you want to dive deeper into this imagery, read Psalm 23. Most of you in here probably have memorized it, right? Cling to those words. A shepherd. Read the parable of the good shepherd. Notice, I don't call it the parable of the lost sheep. It's the parable of the good shepherd because you see the heart of God. The heart of God is after the one. No one left behind. The heart of the shepherd is, you get the stern rebuke when they're wayward, and you get this loving care. I think what we pull out of this picture of God is the God of this book has a big heart for stupid old us. Everyone in here, the God who made you wants to know you more. What's the other one? There's a second picture of God that we get. And it's as a gardener. It's as a vine dresser. If you flash back and you look at Genesis chapter 2, you get this image. You first in the Genesis 1, he speaks and everything's going. And, it's, and then the Genesis 2 pipes in and it says, God breathed into the dirt. You get this image of the God of the universe getting down on the ground in making human beings. I don't know how many gardeners are in here. I am not one. (laughs) My wife, I married up. Once again, that's another point in my sermon. (laughs) She is a gardener, and to, to watch her care for living creatures that grow out of the ground. It's, it's earthy. 
It's beautiful. One commentator said that this is, where, this is probably the root. This psalm is probably the roots in which Jesus says, I'm the true vine. Now, let's look, let's look and see what we can learn as a lamenter. Let's do some lamenter eology. Is that a word? It is now. Lamentariology. It doesn't sound well. Okay, I'll stop saying it. First, we get he's honest. He takes off his mask. And he shoots it like it is. And that's, that's across the board in these laments, these 70% of the Psalms. Stop faking. Stop faking. Stop faking it until you make it. Stop putting on a smile. Stop. When you're hurt, you're hurt. I learned this the other day. I was checking out a book at Huntington Branch Library or whatever like that. I asked the woman behind the counter. She said, how am I? I said, how are you doing? She says, actually, really terrible. And she started weeping. People are starving to be honest. I ended up praying with her. It was an absolutely amazing transformation. It was like I, I just wanted to pick up some books for Elsie. And <laughs> I walk out, and I just made a huge connection with this woman who really needed some help from the God who made her. Be honest. The world's tired of seeing shiny, happy Christians. Polished people that don't need any help. And he gets honest. He, says, he actually says, God, turn. God, turn and look at us. This isn't even like the scratching of the surface. There's some laments like, where are you, God? Show up. Like, seriously, you seem kind of lazy. Like, they, they, the psalmist, he gets really close. But here's the key point with laments. He's honest with God. With God. Once again, this isn't a religion. This is a relationship. Be honest with God. When's the last time you just did a check? How are we doing, God? Anybody in here married? You know, a key part is every once in a while saying to your partner, saying to your, you know, like partner in crime and you love your life, that kind of thing. The key part of that every once in a while just saying, how are we doing? Who in here has been so busy with life that you forget to do that? And after a little while, you say, how are we doing? And your wife says, horrible. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Okay. <laughs> The psalmists in the laments, they are mainly about getting us to connect with God. To really connect. And I honestly think that that's 90% of what the suffering is about that God brings us through. Is to connect us with him. Is to get us, and to show us that he can get us through the deepest of valleys. What else do we learn? I also, I, it's convicting because... 
I'm honest a lot of times with everyone else but God first. I often complain to my wife. I often complain to my friends. I often lament and talk to everybody in the room before I turn up, right? Once again, I, I think this, was, this has been a common theme all through the Psalms that we've been studying. God wants to meet with you. Not the person to your right, to your left. Also with you. He wants to hear you. He wants to know you. We also learn perspective. This, this, this psalm writer, this lamenter, he says, turn God to look at me and turn God to look at us so that you can turn us. Turn God so that we may turn. The problem is always us. God is always good. The psalmist complains to God. We often complain about God to others. Notice that the psalmist complains to God, but the psalmist does not blame God. If anybody has ever spent any time alone with God, usually the first message out of God's mouth is, where have you been? Second is, I love the heck out of you. I'm crazy about you. Third is, here's where some things that you're kind of, you're kind of straying away from me from. When a newspaper posed the question, what's wrong with the world? The Catholic thinker, G.K. Chesterton, repeatedly wrote a brief letter in response. He wrote, Dear Sirs, I am sincerely yours, G.K. Chesterton. There's a humility in a, a lamenter. There's, an, there's, a, there's a brokenness in a lamenter. There's, a, there's no other way. You're all I've got when you come into the presence of the King, the God Almighty of the Scriptures. My plug for Psalms of Lament. They put words to my feelings. They let me know I'm not alone. As humans, everybody to your right and to your left, we all go through struggles. We all hurt. Who in here hurts today? I remember I, was, I took a class at Biola called Authentic Manhood. Don't talk to me about why I signed up for that. I don't know why I signed up for that. But I remember uh, on the first class day, the professor said, we're going to do some exploration and all this stuff, and we're going to be talking about boundaries and stuff like this. But I, I predict, and this happens every semester, 
at some point, someone who's a leader in this room will confess that they don't have it all together. And that will be the day that this class really begins. And so, sure enough, about halfway through the semester, there's this guy, he, he had been president of the university, like the student body president. He had it all together, and he stood up, and it was after, actually, it was after a boxing exercise. <laughs> we got to box in this class, which was pretty fun. I got whooped, but uh, he stood up, and he just, he started confessing. He started saying, you know, I don't have it all together. Me and my girlfriend were struggling. I got this problem. I got this problem. My mom's doing this. Everybody, he started listing all of his problems, and he started to weep. And everybody in the class just started to cry. And the professor stood up and stood next to him, and he says, who in here, well, actually, he first turned to him and said, how do you feel? And he says, I feel like a loser. I feel like I let everybody down. I feel like nobody will want to be with me. I feel like nobody will want to hang out with me, all that stuff. And the teacher said, who in here is more, who is in here is in this guy's corner from here on out? And everybody just raised their hand. And there's this wall that goes up when we, we gather together and we, we can tend to keep it up even as followers of God. The lamentist is, is begging with us. No, get real. Drop down the gardens. Be honest with one another. Who, who needs another conversation about the San Diego Chargers or the Red Sox? Who needs here to hear from their brother or sister? You're not alone. I lost my mom in 03 and it still hurts. Today's my son's birthday. It hurts that my mom isn't here to see my son grow into this man of God. We need each other. We need this God of the universe, and we need to get real with him so that we can get real with one another. Our applications this morning. God is the good shepherd. He cares about you. God is the good gardener who is gentle, wise, and strong with a creative desire to make beautiful things grow. Get honest with God. Today, maybe it's even after when, when we receive prayer. Practice complaining to God without blaming God. Maybe you need to get real with God in a closet somewhere. Maybe you need to get real with God during this healing and wholeness. Maybe you need to get real with God at home with a paintbrush and a canvas at the beach in the cubicle five minutes before work. Keep your perspective. Humble yourself before God. In the valley, list the times God has come through for you. List the things that God has given you. And also, receive freedom from God. You don't have to fake it. Realize, this is like, this church, some Sundays, 
It's an equipping station, and I'm, and I'm giving you marching orders. Some I'm giving you missions. I'm giving you a drive. But sometimes it's a hospital. It's a sinner's anonymous. We limp in here, and we come together, and we confess that we, we need the higher power. We need to make amends with one another, with the God who made us. Realize that you're a complex being. You may have grief and gratitude. You may be a winner and a loser at the same time. Now let's sting, stand and sing about hiding in this rock of refuge. Some of you are like, this is the saddest church I've ever been to. (laughs) But I feel it's important. I feel it's really important that we as Christ's body, we have a down pendulum swing. I did two funerals my first weekend here. Let that sink in a second. 
There's a lot of pain. Oceans of it. Anybody that's ever lost anybody knows that there's, there's feelings when, when we lose loved ones that can't even fit out of this mouth. They're that big. That's kind of the ending to my sermon. We continue in worshiping in God and drawing together as broken. As broken, but healed and mended and restored new creations in Christ. And as we do so, we give back to God. We give back to God just a portion, a small little portion of the immense amounts of blessings he has poured upon us. Through thick and thin, God is good. Amen? This morning's tithes and offerings are now received.
What does God require of us? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. With that in mind, shall we pray. Holy and merciful God, we praise you for this day. Jesus said, love the Lord your God first, and next, love your neighbors like ourselves. Love. Love God. Love. Love each other, even those who seem unlovable. How can we call ourselves your disciples and ignore your commandments? In a world filled with hate, let us so love. Let us remember that hate doesn't win, love does. You showed us that on the cross and then with your resurrection. Help us to extinguish every hateful and hurtful comment from our minds and our lips. Show us the way to be your ambassadors of love as Jesus exampled for us in the scriptures. Make each and every one of us your partners in bringing your love and compassion and mercy to a world that desperately is in need of you. Father, we pray for peace among the escalating tensions in the Persian Gulf. Give the world leaders involved your wisdom to not do anything foolish. We pray for the ongoing demonstrations in Hong Kong to remain peaceful and without incident. We pray for each and every world leader who is dealing with a refugee or immigration crisis. Give them your discernment. There are no easy answers, but with your guidance, we pray there will be answers. Lord, we pray for the teachers, administrators, students, and parents as they prepare for a new school year to begin. May you have your hand of guidance on each as they seek education as a means to make the world a better place. Gracious God, among us are your people, carrying burdens, facing challenges, coping with circumstances, and you know each and every one of us so intimately. Reach your hand from heaven this day that we may feel your presence with us no matter what we are facing. You are with us. We continue praying for healing for Joan Clamp, Charlotte Kalenda, Frank Ortiz, the Ernest family, and June and Jeff Elston. We pause for a moment of prayer for our specific needs or for the needs of those whom we love. Father God, continue to guide us, shape us, and mold us every day as your disciples. We love you. We want to glorify and serve you. May it be so. In Jesus' powerful and loving name we pray. Amen. Now we're going to go into a, a, a time of healing and wholeness. And we're going to hear from Amy and Sharon.
And then there will be an opportunity for anyone who needs to be met with God in a special way this morning to come forward. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. Lord and giver of life, as by your power the apostles anointed the sick and they were healed, so come, Creator Spirit, and heal those who now receive the laying on of hands. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Gracious God, source of all healing, in Jesus Christ you heal the sick and mend the broken. By your Spirit come upon all who receive the laying on of hands, that they may receive your healing touch and be made whole to the glory of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. This being my first one of these, hopefully you knew if you didn't come up and pray, to be praying for the people that were coming up and allow God to move in you and pray for the, the people that you have in your life that are hurting and need healing. In the future, we'll probably have some scriptures up there just to help us with all of us seeking healing and wholeness from the wounded healer himself, Jesus the Christ. Let's stand and and say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
strong cup of coffee after a lament right there. That's really good. I, we're going to be good friends. I saw him. Did you hear when that little trumpet thing goes beep, 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 beep? He looked over at me and like he almost winked. <laughs> he was smiling. He's like, I got this. That was awesome. Hopefully I'll see you on Thursday at the One Voice event, 7 to 9 at the crossing. Um, for now, let's, let's receive this morning's benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.